Picks and Bets here on the Mayo Media Network, uh, presented by Prize Picks. I am Matt Moody. DJ Mitchell is with me to talk about Thursday's NHL action, uh, which includes the Buffalo Sabres. The best. DJ, we're back. Um, the Sabres are back. We're back. You know, we're we're just all in, baby. We're all in. But um, I, what are their odds to make the playoffs? Like, get in on it now. They're not going to stop <laughs> winning. So. It's just all the way, all the way to missing the playoffs by like eight points oh, instead yeah. of like by a hundred. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, no, very fun times to be a Sabres fan. Uh, all the guys that we were worried about not being good might still not be good, but you wouldn't know it by the way they're playing. So all of the topics. You wouldn't know it by the way we're talking about them at this point. No. Um, <laughs> they beat <right>. the Devils <laughs> and there it was. Like, yeah. Oof, through no, a party. So, uh, you know, on this Thursday, we do have 10 games to get through those. So let's not dilly dally around. You know, it's it's a very uh, it's a very similar slate to what we talked about on Tuesday, you know, just in terms of betting and you know, all the matchups are, you know, most of them are the exact same. Um, so, you know, we'll try to sprinkle in some new excitement there. But uh, before we get into the 10 games that we have to cover, I do want to talk to you about prize picks. Uh, so head on over to prizepicks.com. Uh, use promo code MMN when you sign up for a up to $100 match deposit bonus. What you do on prize picks is you pick up to five players across multiple sports. It can be more than just hockey. And you pick the over or the under on their fantasy score. So for hockey, it's pretty straightforward. You get three points for a goal. You get two points for an assist. And you get a half point for a block and a half point for a shot on goal. So, you know, you want volume shooters. You want players who are going to put up points. You obviously players in good matchups. So uh, we do wish you luck going over there and obviously it would we would be remiss not to mention the masters going on so hopefully you all uh you know tuned into some of pat's content uh he had a ton of good content Did this he? week <laughs> very entertaining it seemed like every time i looked at my podcast feed it was like three new pat mayos and like i listened to as much as i possibly could ingest and it was just great though it really is great it's good content it's funny um so I'm definitely a big fan of that uh good call yeah, so you know you can you can go out there and you know prize picks. You can just go like you know Justin Thomas. You can you can do the Sabers you know, or whatever the you know whatever players listed for the Sabers. Uh, you can pick NBA. Like you know, there's so many ways to go. Uh, so many options for you to build your entries. So just make sure you head on over there. Use promo code MMN when you sign up. So DJ, we have ten games to get through. Uh, we're leading it off with a banger. The hot stuff. The Oof. Buffalo Sabers on a five game point streak. They are almost favorites at home. They are plus one ten on the money line. Almost yeah. favorites. It's, almost. I mean, is, is that a good chance? It's. I mean, hang the banner <laughs> from the Raptors. We haven't <laughs> hung a banner in Buffalo since the dawn of time. So it's about that time. Uh, almost to be a favorite in a game. It's pretty cool. I mean, the Devils just traded Palmieri and Zaka. Which obviously Paul Mary. Zajac, Zajac. 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 Oh my god! You're right. You're right. Sorry. The, the other guy with that started with a Z. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, it, like, the Devils were already bad. We haven't seen Paul Murray in a while. But Zajac is not a terrible player. He's eating up a lot of minutes in power play one time, so it does open up a new role. Um, we'll get to that maybe in a second. I, I, mean, I like the Sabres here just fine. They're, they're riding hot. Uh, the new coach has ignited them maybe in, in some capacity. We, we see that quite often when a team you know fires a guy and brings in someone new. Uh, the five-and-a-half over bet, again, is – pretty strong in my eyes. I think either way on that, the Sabres money line or the over, um, I don't like to bet on the Sabres, which has been very lucrative to me this year. <laughs> so I think the over is probably more where my head's at with this. Um, but other than that, I think we have a really high concentration of minutes for a select, you know, top like seven players. Um, the Sabres ran 11 and seven last game. I assume they'll do that again after winning. So that opened up a lot of, you know, minutes for the guys on offense. Um, the Devils, I don't know what they're going to do. Obviously, they're not going to play uh, Palmieri again, but they're also not going to play Zajac. So that should bring Sharon Govich, I say correctly, to the top power play. In my, we're gonna have to, I, we don't have confirmation of that. In the last game, he did get some run with the first unit. So that would lead me to believe he's going to be there again. Um, Jack Hughes has saw, seen a ton of minutes as of late, a lot of power play time. So I, I think that, you know, Jack Hughes in, in this matchup is going to be interesting to me for player props, et cetera. He hasn't quite been the shooter that I've been, you know, we've been hoping for maybe, but he's been good. Um, 
other than that, for the Sabres, the guys that uh, that have been really blowing up are Casey Middlestead, kind of getting it together. I think Tage Thompson to score at plus 370 is a fair enough bet. Maybe not the best on the slate by any stretch, but it's pretty good. He shoots a lot. Um, Rathus Dahlien, how many how many points, Matt? You talking? I'm about? going. I'm going three point bonus. Like he's three he's three back. There yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's the hot. I'll take like, it the night. Yeah. So I I don't know. Like the thing with Dahlien is like he actually looks comfortable with the puck on his stick. He was treating it like a hand grenade to start the year. Um, well, maybe not to start the year, but like in the stretch, he was one of the most like visibly awful Buffalo Sabres, which was very surprising given just his pedigree and all that. So I actually do think Dalian just makes her a really great player prop. Like he looks so comfortable out there. He's even like on Zoom calls, like, you know, in his interviews, he's saying like, I don't know what it is, but, you know, Don Granado just makes me feel so comfortable or whatever, like in his you know, in a Swedish, like, uh, you know, language, like he's, he's sort of like, you know, using, I don't know what to call it, like the broken English to basically get that point across. Like he feels so much more comfortable, um, which is, you know, very surprising given, you know, Ralph Kruger uh, is Swedish himself and all that. So, um, you know, it's just very interesting to hear like such candid, you know, respond. And some of that comes with winning, of course, and who knows how interlinked the two are. Um, but yeah, I love the over in this game again. That's my favorite bet. It, it hit eight goals last game. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, in the underlying numbers are still very much there to support that. Um, I just don't get why the total is five and a half here. It should be six. So yeah, uh, give me the over. Any, I mean, anything else here? I, yeah. The, the, the last thing is, I do think this is a very easy way to um, on DraftKings or on FanDuel if you play over there to get the McDavid's and dry settles of the world in your lineups. I think it's going to be really, really popular, obviously, getting Edmonton. But this game, I think we both comfortably like the over. And the most expensive forward, Matt, on DraftKings, could you tell me who it is and their price off top of your head? It's, uh, is it Jack Hughes at 5,200 on DraftKings? That is, that is correct. It's Jack Bingo. Hughes. Bingo. And, like, by a decent, not a, I mean, a huge margin. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Reinhardt's. Uh, the most expensive saber forward is Taylor Hall, but he's not going to play, like almost certainly. So after that, it is forty three hundred Sam Reinhardt. Yeah, and look, then, not like, not to spoil the lead, but the last seven o'clock game we went to eight games away is this Edmonton Ottawa game, yeah. and when yeah. you're playing DFS, it, that is so overwhelmingly popular that you are going to need cheap guys to get in. Mm-hmm. You know, McDavid dress. So yeah, that that's definitely what I'm using this game for. Yeah, and if we do like the over, you know, it's a great spot to pick up some value pieces. So uh, let's move from there over yep. to Philadelphia at the Islanders. Uh, the Islanders, you know, like you <clears> mentioned, <throat> trading for uh, Zajac and Paul Mary. Uh, it does sound like they will be available. Uh, they've already confirmed that they will take morning skate. Uh, with the team and that the coach will decide if they play or not. Um, so I sort of take that to mean like they're in. Um, so, you know, if there's no quarantine, there's no restrictions. Obviously they just had to hop in a car and drive 40 minutes to the you know Islanders facility from Newark. So uh, it's not that big a deal for them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, minus 167 here on the Islanders does feel almost a little bit long. Um, yeah. but I still think I'm able, you know, I'm pretty comfortable riding like the, you know, one, the excitement around, you know, bringing in a guy like Paul Mary, who is obviously going to help their top line, which as you noted previously had been filled with guys like Leo Komarov uh, in the absence yeah. of Anders Lee. So I still think I'm siding with the Islanders here, uh, over under five and a half. I think I'm just staying away because even though most over-unders are dependent on goalies, this one really does feel dependent on yeah, oh yeah. if Philly can just keep a damn puck out of their net. So um, uh, any any thoughts on like how Palmieri fits with this team or any thoughts on the trade in general before we sort of talk about some, you know, betting ramifications of it? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Palmieri almost definitely is going to fit that role next to Matthew Barzil. And I I love that for him. He is a been a good rate shooter in his career this year. It's been a bit of an outlier, but obviously it wasn't working in New Jersey this year. So I'm willing to give him a pass and see what he can do um, with the Islanders. So I'm a big fan of the move. If he does play at 5,200, I think that is in play against the Flyers. Cause as you mentioned, you know, either goalie that's in for the Flyers still could be terrible. Um, obviously Carter Hart has been absolutely awful. I've tried, I've tried again. It's broken, but Brian Elliott's an 890 save percentage goalie in his own right. So <laughs> not very like good. It's, it's a marginal upgrade over, over Carter Hart, but still is 
AHL quality, like AHL starter quality when they get bumped to the NHL at best. And that is just something that I just don't want to take a five and a half bet on, like you said. And also on the other end of that, like get some of these, you know, Islanders um, to go back against it. I'm not going to go crazy on it, but I think Pulak, who finally smashed for us with Barzal and um, Paul Murray, that could work. Um, yeah, if, so, if Paul Mary plays, I mean, he very clearly fits onto the top line of you know in Komarov's spot and the top power play in Matt Martin's spot. Like it literally feels like they were just leaving a yeah. spot open for a trade acquisition, be it you know a Taylor Hall or Cal Palmieri. Um, so you know, Paul Mary does seem like he was Anders Lee in you know in sheep's clothing, I guess. So it, it's sort of you know fifty two hundred is just cheaper than what we were getting Lee at for you know, most of the season. So I'm interested in taking a stab early, you know, before we see how it works, just to see, you know, to take the, take that risk, I guess, um, rather than waiting and seeing. So um, that's sort of what we're operating under that they will play. Obviously, if not, there's, you know, not a ton of interest in guys like Komarov, Matt Martin, um, but I do, you know, uh, Ryan Pollock, he, I believe he had a shot prop over on FanDuel the other day that I bet. Um, and, you know, he finally got us a point. So DFS, he hit, like, it was great. It, it was wonderful. So, um, yeah, I, I I think I'm, you know, still in on the Islander side here. Anything else before we move on? Nope, I think uh, I'm ready. Let's move over to the uh, the Pittsburgh Rangers game, which it was funny because I had some baseball lineups with Rangers in it, and I just kept thinking, like, who's going to outscore each other? Will it be Texas Rangers <laughs> or the New York Rangers? And the New York <laughs> Rangers did it. Um, They were awesome. It was, you know, obviously the second line, or I don't one B with uh, Panarin, that was the one to, you know, break the slate and, and win the slate on DraftKings, and yeah, I think it could happen again. Um. Panarin has been on another planet as of late. Uh, he has what just his most recent DraftKings three games. He has over 20 in all three of them for fantasy points. Oh, four of them, all four in the division four. 23, 23 and a half, 24.1, and 29 and a half. Uh, absolutely on fire, shooting a lot, playing with uh, Blackwell and what's his name? Uh, Strom. That's not yep. going to change. Um, and then the point man on that Adam Fox. I mean, what what a what an amazing amazing player he's been a, a, a guy that you know kind of did the college route and sometimes those guys don't quite get there like like Justin Schultz was like the comparable like everyone thought he was going to be just a world beating defenseman Adam Fox I think people were like oh is he going to be that guy too and he has been and it's been awesome to see I think if you could get a point prop on him I definitely would take it uh, Matt is there anything else you want to add to him or this game in general no I mean just I mean, Adam Fox has been so ridiculously consistent now for 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 a, a while. Remember, remember <laughs> um, his minimum salary on FanDuel for like four months. I'm 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 not sure that he's still not minimum salary over on FanDuel. Like they just refuse to move him. They just um, don't do it, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's like even though the the shots haven't really been there the last few games, like he's still putting up the points, and he's so involved offensively that you would think that you know some of those lack of shots is like. Hey, there's a wide open goal over that way. And, you know, he just passes it over to Panarin, whoever, who then, you know, gets us, gets the goal. Um, so I'm not really worried about like the lack of floor stats lately. He's been very, very consistent with that, um, you know, in his short lived time, but his time on the top power play and basically playing all these minutes for the Rangers. Um, so yeah, I, I love Adam Fox here. He's basically a point per game player, which is you know very hard to do as a defenseman, and it's in a great matchup. So um, minus one twenty two on the Rangers. I I don't know how willing I am to chase that because I do think there is you know more to give than Pittsburgh offered lastly. I mean, obviously they gave up eight goals, like it, you know not not a great effort from them. Um, but you know, Cindy Crosby still playing well. Jared McCann is like is red hot at the moment. Um, he has four power play goals in his last six games. Like he's very, he's very capably filled in for Evgeny Malkin. Um, so, you know, as long as Malkin's out, I think Jared McCann is a guy who I'm very happy to, you know, try and pick up on maybe slow to react odds. Um, I, I just, you know, if you bet him to score a goal, you're still getting better value than guys like Brian Ross who have fallen off the face of the earth. Um, yeah, so died. I, I miss him. <laughs> Yeah, so I just—I mean, I'm—I'm really in on um, this game going over the six. Uh, If you Mm -hmm. did that last game, you know, you could have done it twice. So uh, let's do that again. 
Yeah, I think that's all very fair points. Um, you're not getting a lot of equity in any of these to score props, other than I, I think McCann is fair, but maybe Strom. I, I don't know. He, he's actually been a good rate shooter, so it's yeah, and he scored the last game, so and he scored the last game. So I, I could see that being a thing, but other than that, um, I think we can move over if you're ready to Boston at the Capitals. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Boston, you know, the big news there on Tuesday was the hat trick of Patrice Bergeron. Um, but maybe even bigger news for Thursday slate was Charlie McAvoy as a late scratch. Um, or not a late scratch, but he just was, he wasn't on the ice for warmups. It, it was unexpected. We don't really know too much about his situation. Um, so obviously losing McAvoy would be a huge blow for a blue line that, you know, already lost Chara and Tori Krug in the off season and, you know, hasn't really replaced him with all too much. Uh, that's, you know, NHL caliber, let's say. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting here with this line of Washington minus 118. Like if I can quickly react to some McAvoy news, like when we get it in morning skate or something like that, I might be tempted to go with the cap side here um, and sort of similar lines, like five and a half over under. I like this feels like a six all day. So I think I will bet the over on this game. Um, you know, it did feel like we were betting a lot of overs on Tuesday as well. And uh, yeah. someone reached out to me on Twitter. He was like, Hey, you know, betting all the overs really worked tonight. And you look, and yeah, it's like I, I, basically every did. single game except Nashville, I think. So yeah. Um, don't talk about Nashville. We don't talk about them on this. They, they, they as long as you didn't play the first line, you were fine, which I played yeah, the first true. line. So I'm not fine. Yeah. Um, not everything you said, I agree with. I think, I think the over slightly, but I'm probably less inclined to take the over and more inclined to take the capitals. As you mentioned, I mean, I think they're just a decently good team. Like I think this game is basically a pick them and it should be, but you know, Washington at home gives them a very, very slight edge. Um, I, I like that a lot, especially because, you know, this, this Boston team is down to a guy camper on the second power play at this point. Um, a guy that's been scratched at times, he, he might end up being sort of the, the punt defenseman that garnishes the most ownership at 2,500 just because he does block a decent number of shots and shoots a decent number of times. So for the DraftKings stuff, you know, he might not fit our favorite stacks, but it's worth mentioning there. Um, other than that, though, I, you know, I, it's going to be really hard to make a lineup around this game because all of the pieces you're going to need that are going to be the pieces that, you know, win the game are just too expensive to put all together. Like Ovi Carlson, Marshan Bergeron, like you can't make a lineup like that. You're just out of money. So um, I think more than not, this game's going to be somewhat of a fade and I'm going to hope for the under, I'm not willing to bet on it because I do think the pace in this game should be good enough to get it to the over. So is there one or two players here that you really like more than the rest in this matchup? Um, Is there any other, maybe like, you want to just mention is move I, on i i'm i'm feeling really bad for even mentioning this but Stephen camper if he's on the on the power play is 12 to 1 to score a goal he's been shooting i, I just sort of see that like you know when when a guy like <laughs> like i mean just pick a name you know pick a guy but like michael scarbosa is plus 510 <laughs> like yeah right. you know uh, justin yeah. schultz plus 650 like i get schultz is you know fine but like you're getting you know, really long odds on a guy who is on a power play technically. So um, I could see that just being like a, you know, role boost and opportunity boost. Um, I'm definitely in on him for DFS, you know, punt wise, like that's definitely going to be the play of the night. Uh, we saw it, you know, last time out, no reason to think it won't be the case. Um, I'm, I'm in on uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov and Ovi. Uh, they were reunited last game. So, you know, five on five power play, like I'm, I'm all in on Koozie 4.5 for him. You know, when you get him at low, lowish price, like he's always a guy who has that sort of upside that you're looking for, um, you know, not a ton of floor, but that's, you know, that comes with the price. So I'm very in on stacking those two up. If I, you know, can fit them in somehow with Edmonton, I will. Um, but definitely as like a you know pivot off of it, I certainly see that as one of the better places to go because uh, I'm not chasing that Bergeron game. I'm not chasing Pasternak at his still ridic- ridiculous price. So, um, yeah, we, we can move on if you are feeling ready. Yeah, let's do it. So let's get to Florida at Carolina. Again, one of the games I was most excited for, for for many reasons, and that was my only good lineup was my full game stack here. Uh, had all the right pieces and 
it worked out. Um, obviously, Marchment was kind of the focal point there, uh, plus 400 to score. I, I know I mentioned on the Morning Skate pod, him as one of my guaranteed goals. Um, I think that he is, again, like one, maybe the best value on the entire slate. If as long as there's no changes to their lineup, playing with Barkov, like put almost any player with some sort of skill, which he seems to have with Barkov and just enjoy that. So uh, this game last time out, um, Carolina did get the win. Uh, what was the final? Five to two, did hit the over. Um, the one thing about Florida is they did run 11 and seven and a new guy that I'd never heard of until this game stepped in. This is his first game, right? Uh, I think he played a couple times because he's came out of college. Um, he played over yeah, the weekend. This, uh, it was a third game. He wasn't on the first couple. It wasn't on the first slate at all. This is the second slate that he was okay. on. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. Um, Kerstead, uh, mm-hmm. which fortunately he's not defenseman eligible on DraftKings. Um, I'm guessing you might not even be on FanDuel at all. Another minimum salary guy, though. So, again, these two punts that we could get to to help us get the McDavid's and dry titles. He played 21 minutes and power play two. Mm-hmm. Um, and, well, two, one, we don't really know. So, yeah, so he, he could be – he should be you know, in the power play in some capacity. Yeah, we're basically trying to diagnose the last game when it comes to this slate because it's basically what we what we thought going into Tuesday with some slate adjustments. On Tuesday, Keith Yandel did get benched. Uh, he took a penalty, I think, in the second, and he just didn't see the ice again. Um, so that, you know, I don't think that sticks or anything. Like, I, I'm guessing Yandel will suit up. He will play on the top power play. Like, he's, you know, he's Yandel's actually playing some of the most percentage of the power play of any player in the league. He's up at like 70 something percent this year, which is like akin to, you know, like the next tier below McDavid dry Like he's just, he's their power play specialist. So I have no reason to suspect that, you know, like Kierstead or whatever, will get like the top power play billing. Um, so I, I don't really think that'll hold, but you're getting a guy for 2.5 who, you know, should play. 18, 19 minutes. Um, and, you know, he's shown relatively decent uh, involvement in terms of shots and blocks. So uh, he's not a guy who I think is a bad play at all. Um, as far as betting this game goes, I, I think for me, it's uh, Florida getting the slight value there plus 121. I, you know, I, I, I'm definitely going both ways on that because, you know, Carolina does have multiple ways they could hurt you. Um but I thought there was a lot to like from their game on Tuesday out of Florida. And, you know, a guy like Mason Marchment like doesn't really pop, but if he can get Barkov still playing well and they can get, you know, the Weinberg line also playing well, like, you know, you're talking two lines that I think can compete with Carolina here. So I like taking some value there uh, plus one twenty one. And as far as over under goes, I think I'm staying away from it. Um, six over under. Cause I kind of like Bobrovsky. I could even make an argument for, you know, a, a uh, Morozik if he's starting um, in terms of DFS goalies. So I think I just want to stay away from the over-under there. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I game-stacked it last time out and it worked, but I kind of like the under here a, a little bit with the six. I think it's pr- very fairly priced. And then I also think that the Florida side is more intriguing from a betting standpoint, but it's probably a, just a stay away. I, I think this is just one bounce away from going either way. And I just don't want to you know, put too much into this. And normally it is at these prices, but, you know, Florida for the value, but I probably don't touch it. I really get a player prop, just like get a parlay with uh, the over on the shots or bark off if it's fairly priced, which I think it will be. Um, other than that, their defense is an absolute mess. So no idea. <laughs> Svechnikov missed the shot prop yet again for me. Um, yeah, we're, we're done. We're done with that for now. <laughs> I'm taking a break. Yeah, just 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 a little reset button there, I think, for Mr. Sveshnikov. Um, all right, let's let's go from there into Tampa at Columbus. Uh, I mean, what more is there to say about the effort Tampa put up? I mean, they just got smoked by Columbus. They did. Is Tampa is Tampa broken? Like, no. Are they? No. You know, like, is this just Columbus team that? has had success against them in the past, just continuing their magic, their torts magic. Like what's going on here? I, I have no idea. I, I, I mean, this, this is my take on the game. At least this is what I'm going to do is I'm going to have, 
I believe Tampa is going to go back to Stamkos uh, plot and point. Like that seems like what they did um, for most of the end of last game. And I think they keep, they keep it out there. Um, I am going to have that in stacks in lineups for sure. I'm probably not touching a single prop or anything in this game other than just playing it on DraftKings because I don't know. Tampa seems pretty eager to move it. The only prop once again is the headman shot on goal that like is going to find itself into some, some betting for me, everything else. I just don't trust either of these teams to like allow their players to just function like towards will towards out coaches himself all the time. And you could take a guy like Atkinson who seems like a decently safe guy for the shot prop. And he just, he hasn't in a long time, but you look back on the 27th of March, Pretty much benched him 14 minutes of ice time. Like, I just don't like if Tampa gets up and kind you know, Agnesson takes a penalty that Torres doesn't like. So, I'm just not going to play with fire here. Um, I'm just going to play a couple, a few lineups with Tampa one because I think they have a huge upside and their prices have been really, really low compared to normal in a matchup that I like against Columbus. Like, they, the Columbus has given up a decent amount defensively and their goaltending has been right around average. Um, so I, I'm in, I'm in on it myself. Other than that, maybe I stay away. Yeah. Um, you know, I just feel like if I'm dabbling in this game, it almost feels like there might be more value on some, at least some of the players, um, on the Columbus side, because, you know, it just does feel like they're not being priced to where their usage is, you know, a guy like Oliver Bertrand plus 260 to score, like, I like Yanni Gord. Like he's a good player, but he should not be more likely to score a goal than, you know, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Same goes for, um, I mean, maybe Killorn with the top power play, you could make that argument, but like, I just don't really see a reason for, you know, like a guy like Bjorkstrand to be this low to, to score a goal. He'll be right around even money on the shot prop as well. So um, I, I like him. He's playing at five on five, excuse me, with, uh, with Texier and Line. So, you know, very offensively oriented, should get a lot of ozone starts. Um, and then Texier, if you're talking DFS, like he's 2.7, seems to have earned towards his trust back, you know, playing 18 minutes last game, uh, playing at least 16 minutes in each of his last handful of games. So I, I do think that there's a lot to like on the Columbus side, not because they're going to win, but because they offer some value and Tampa does take a lot of penalties as we've discussed multiple times here. So uh, yeah. Is that right. about to do it for you here? Yeah, that does it for me. Let's get over to uh, Winnipeg at Montreal. Montreal on a back-to-back. Um, Winnipeg coming into Montreal, like who I mentioned, just lost to Toronto as Jack Campbell, I think, broke the record for most consecutive wins or something like that, or the longest time elapsed between wins. He broke a record. Good for him. Long time coming for one of the top goalie prospects of, like, ever at the time he was drafted to finally get there at 29th like goalies are voodoo and the the voodoo has shifted in his favor um but irregardless uh winnipeg being a favorite i i'm in on that for sure um even though it's on the road and montreal's been pretty formidable uh i still like like winnipeg's also good um if hellebuck's in net especially that's going to be even more boosted but brisbane's actually been fine this year Either way, I think Winnipeg is just as likely to win this game, and that's just not what the pricing is indicating. So Montreal in the back-to-back, no thank you. Give me Winnipeg. Yeah, I I, I love this Winnipeg line, plus 128. Give me all of that. Um, you know, Montreal without Gallagher, like um, Corey Perry did step up. So, yeah. I mean, maybe you want to ride that narrative, but I do think that Montreal does take a hit. And then just begin with, I mean, you know, Winnipeg, uh, I feel like Winnipeg's usually on the meanie shows because all I, all I can think about is yeah. him uh, just talking about how undervalued that Winnipeg seems to be just, you know, in terms of betting. And I get it because like they do tend to outscore their expected goals and all of that because, you know, they have Hellebuck uh, and a lot of shooting talent. But at some point you got to realize like this is their baseline. And they are going to do that. And a team like Montreal, which does not, <laughs> does not beat their percentages. Um, I'm just very in on getting, you know, a, a rested Winnipeg team versus a tired Montreal team, um, you know, at, at plus money. Like that, that, that just makes a lot of sense to me. So I do think that's one of my favorite bets on the entire night. Um, for Winnipeg, Blake Wheeler is going to be out. Uh, he did not travel with the team. He had on, 
supposed concussion symptoms hasn't yet been diagnosed or anything, but they did obviously want to be careful. Um, so we will be without Blake Wheeler. Um, for me, I'm not really sure I care that much because it's very clear that Blake Wheeler was sort of a power play guy at this point, and that's about it. Um, and they can just slot in, you know, a Nick Hellers and <laughs> just suffer no consequences. So, yeah, any any like players you like here? Yeah, I, I think the Nick Hellers, what you're saying there, especially because of the first unit, is going to be uh, someone that might slip into a couple of lineups for me. Um, that's pretty strong. I, other than that, <laughs> I mean. I don't know how much of this game I'm going to have. I, I kind of like the under, even though it's at six, and I know it's a Canadian matchup. Um, just fine, especially if, like I said, Hellebuck's in net. I still think he's one of the elite goalies in the league. Um, so that should be the way that goes. And then Montreal, I know they had uh, Price being out. If Allen's in again, he's actually been really, really good for them, I'd say. Um, so, you know, I like the under just fine. So I'm not sure if I'm going to be super heavy on any of these bets other than the idea of maybe getting a little bit of Eller's action. Um, his shot prop used to be pretty strong over on FanDuel, but he's kind of tailed off a bit. And with Wheeler out, not that he was taking the shots away, but taking the ice time away. So that might give him a bit of a boost in my eye. The only other player that might garnish a bit more is a guy like Andrew Kopp, who does have a really good profile for shooting. I, you're not going to get that on DraftKings Sportsbook, but if cop is does get like a bigger role in some capacity, maybe you could find that on FanDuel for shots or points or something and, and ride that out. Um, he's due for a four point game. He hasn't done it in just long enough yet. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, Andrew cop is not my sort of guy, but I get the reasons you would like him. Um, yeah. One player who does sort of feel like he could step into a Blake Wheeler-esque role if asked to, which again, not really with Shifley at bottom five. I'm not even sure that I, you know, care that much because I'm just focusing in on, you know, Shifley, Connor, Ellers, uh, Mason Appleton, you know, he's, uh, he's shown up this year uh, a number of times. And I think he's the sort of like offensively talented, like top six guy that you might think versus, you know, a guy who they're obviously comfortable using in a shutdown role like cop. Um, so I do think we could see a, you know, a tick upward from Appleton. Uh, it does seem like the Blake Wheeler news actually, uh, got his line from plus 410 all the way up to plus 380 to score a goal. So, you know, it, it's moving up slowly, but I, he's a guy I could see some value being in there on. Um, and then obviously, you know, Corey Perry scoring two goals against the Leafs. He is going to be the net front sort of presence that Gallagher was plus 325. If you, if you buy that, if you like the Montreal side here, I do think Corey Perry does offer some some good value. But I'm more banking on it being a Hellebuck game, uh, like you mentioned. So maybe the under, um, but mostly Hellebuck and DFS because this is like the perfect spot for him. So let's talk about the heavyweight bout, which is McDavid versus six points. You know, uh, <laughs> Edmonton, Ottawa, um, this game played, a, you know, played also on Wednesday. Dreisaitl put up a hat trick, um, you know, just ridiculous stuff, like literal Harlem Globetrotters-esque goals from Dreisaitl uh, McDavid. Um, so minus 195 for Edmonton, over under six and a half. What say you? Have you ever played like an NHL video game and you're playing someone that's like never played before? That's what it's like for McDavid and Dreisaitl around the ice against Ottawa. It's just... Like, hey, your your controller is upside down. You know, just you like, got to yeah, try to no, 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 to play defense. Okay, all right, never mind. I already scored. All right, let's move on to the next play. All right, um, yeah. So it it is, yeah. I mean, those two guys uh, together, it's really, really, really good. Um, they're very good at hockey. Uh, so yeah, that that's tough. Uh, and most of the guys in Ottawa are not that good at hockey. Um, so it seems easy enough in many capacities. I think. Leon Dreisaitl has really taken over as a shot taker. Um, we were in on those odds for a while. They're not as good as they once were because he's been shooting a ton. He had seven shots on goal in that hat-trick match. Um, but if you get him at two and a half and you, and you can find him at fair enough odds, I think you take that all day. Uh, McDavid, on the other hand, I, you know, I, I love the multi-point game here. It is going to be kind of priced accordingly. Yeah, not, not good. But it's fine in the parlay. I mean, him to get a point is going to be just like egregious. So... You're just not going to want to put money on that. Most of you are taking like a 10 game or a 10 way or you just want to get like something that feels really safe here. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to get to, I mean, I just want to stick to dry settle McDavid. I kind of like dry settle first goal, eight to one, um, plus one of six to score as well. Like anytime that's like dry settle with McDavid has just been the trigger man. Um, and of course, part of that is because, you know, McDavid is such a pass first player, but like when McDavid hasn't been with dry settle, you have seen his you know shot rates tick up, um, but Drysaddle at this point, I mean, he's actually putting up like elite shot numbers. Um, and even before this most recent game where he had like seven or eight shots for his hat trick, um, you know, he was putting up two or three shots a night on like six or seven shot attempts. Like um, he's so he was a guy who I think we could see coming. And now that we saw it come on Wednesday, like you just got to do it. I think in DFS and embedding, that's just where I'm sticking. I'm not playing around with Jesse Pugliarvi props. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to get cute and say, Oh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins on the power play. Like, no, I'm just jamming in McDavid. I'm jamming in dry Um, And maybe Tyson Berry is like my third guy. Um, But I don't think you'll get very good props on him. So I don't really think there's too much more I want to talk about in this game. Um, But I, I do think that Edmonton, you know, minus 200 is certainly worth a look as well. All right. Yeah. That, yeah. That good way to put it Um, the over under or anything or just like Ottawa might not score. So yeah. Um, and if they score, it'll be Brady Kachuk. So yeah. 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 Okay. We can move over to Nashville at Detroit. Um, Nashville did not end up with Arvidsson as we thought could be the case. They ended up playing a not very good team Um, and they didn't get very good results. So what are your thoughts going into this game? I mean, are you, I think the first and foremost is that there's a lot of value here um, against Detroit and anytime there's value against Detroit, that feels really good. I mean, Nashville did get the win, I guess, but like just, it, it didn't feel like, like it. Very, <laughs> it didn't feel like it. Right. I mean, um, so Fabro got hurt as well, which we should probably mention. Um, he only played four minutes because of the injury. Not sure what they're going to do there, um, but that gave Yossi and I call them both 28 minutes of ice time. They'll both be back. I, I love the Yossi. I'll just start with that. The Yossi shot prop. Um, I'm going to be on it for sure. Yossi to have a point. I'm going to be in on that. Um, definitely. I mean, maybe even two points. I don't really know what uh, they're going to do with that quite yet because I don't know if they know who to take for Nashville because there's just so many random no, players yeah. playing. Big no man. Forsberg, no Arvidsson. Yeah, it could be Yossi for sure, getting like yeah, those so multi-point I, props on DraftKings. Multi-point, yeah, multi-point game from him I think is in play. The top power play was Granlin, Yonkrok, who both correlate on five-on-five five with Yossi, and then Johansson and Tolanen, who also correlate at five-on-five. Five. Rocco Grimaldi ended up being the third piece that Johansson lined, which was surprising for sure. Um, he played 14 minutes power play too. Uh, but like I'm, I'm more of getting at it is if you kind of like Nashville again here, they're really, really cheap. And if you're playing McDavid and Dreisaitl, they make a lot of sense because a lot of their wingers are, I think, kind of the focal points here as far as mm-hmm. like uh, Grimaldi potentially or Yonkrok, who I'm a little bit higher on. So what are your thoughts on this game? Are you going back to Nashville? Um, Nashville, again, minus 152. Are you looking at the over at all? Um, what are your thoughts? I don't think I can pull the trigger on the over um, as, as, as great as it was to watch Adam Ernie score on my, you know, on my DFS goalie on Tuesday. Um, you know, I don't think I will bet the under or the over. Um, I will just stay away from that. And as far as this national side, you know, how I handle that from a, like, which players do I chase? Uh, it does kind of feel like Kelly Yonkrock is the guy that I want. Um, it, you know, I love Tolvanen, but at this point, he's now priced, I think, appropriately to score. I mean, plus 180. And yeah, he had four shots on goal last game, but he's also five can't draft games. Like he's he's not as cheap as he was before. Um, and we're just seemingly getting the same shots uh, from Yarncroft. So why not? Like, why not just do that? Um, it also means I don't have to play Ryan Johansson. I don't need to be tempted. You know, you can't you can't trick me. I'll just play Grandland, who's basically the same in my book, but you know, slightly less, um, slightly less scars, I guess, on my uh, on my resume there. So, um, you know, that that does certainly make a lot of sense. And on the Detroit side, I mean, what, what more is there to say? It, it's it's just, um, it's it's kind of a wreck. Like Evgeny Svechnikov actually did get a look with the top line last game. Um, 
I, maybe if he stays for more than just a cup of coffee, you could talk me into him at plus 330, but he didn't stick around for long. So the minutes just don't seem like they'll be there. And I don't really want to play, you know, Larkin or Mantha roulette and just hope that they have one of their good games. Um, because it's very difficult for for them to sustain anything given the team around them. Right. Yeah, I, I pretty much fully agree. I mean, I think Yossi is going to make it into a few of my DraftKings lineups. I think he might be my favorite defensive on the slate, um, price considered. It's kind of him and Hedman, one, two. That's kind of where my head's at, but yeah. I'm not sure if I'm going to give a lot of that just because of how much I like these upper price players, which we already mentioned. So other than that, prop bet, um Yossi over and uh the national side and we can move over yeah. to the final game of the night which i believe we're always wrong when we talk about chicago games so um take it with a grain always. of salt but chicago the home team against dallas i, I guess a slight slight favorite it's almost a dead pick em. um over under five and a half i i mean what do you do I just, I just got the shivers just thinking about like the, the idea that I will not bet Dallas in this spot. How many spot times have we been Lincoln will... this year? Like, that's really the question. Like, I feel like it's always Lincoln. Like it was Lincoln, right? Like, yeah, it definitely was. I, I don't even know that it was. It just sort of feels I like Dallas I doesn't want to score a goal. Whenever we're high on Dallas, they decide it's not their night to score. They, they take that one off. Like, I think it was like in it. Yeah. I don't know. Like well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he was the goalie, but I don't think it was like, I don't think he was doing anything miraculous. Well, it was just like Dallas was just like, we don't want the puck anymore. Like Patrick Kane, you take the puck and go do things. It's like, well, no guys, you're, you're like, you're the ones who need the puck. And it was just like, I don't know. It was a bit of a mess. Um, I I mean, that's, that's like the fourth time on this show that I've been made to look like a jackass. Cause I'm like, look, this is the time. This is the spot for Dallas. And I just don't think I'll pound the table for them anymore. Um, no. So yeah, it's. I, I think it's a it's it's a fair enough bet. Um, I think the over is a little bit I'm a little bit higher on honestly. Um, and then the the guy that I kind of want to highlight is Jason Robertson, who it, it just doesn't seem priced correctly still for his to score. Um, he is plus two forty. Uh, getting him as a shot prop is going to be really hard to find. I'm assuming. I just don't think the books get acclimated to what these teams are doing at all but he's getting all the minutes all the shots everything you really want in a guy so his to score his to have a point or a power play point if you can find it on Vandal, maybe um could be interesting to me he's just kind of this guy that is really popping in many different metrics and i think will continue to that i like and DraftKings is like, oh, he's doing great, but we're just going to rape his Pavelski's price. And it's like, oh, okay, great. Like, and we're going to give you shot props for Pavelski. And it's like, no, give us someone else. Like, he doesn't hit, though. Like, she did, think he did hit it in this last game for the first time in, like, a calendar no, year. I, yeah. um, but but it's just like, we're not finding odds for him. But I definitely think that I'm willing to go back to the well on this line with Heisen again um, in some sort of a DraftKings situation. And it definitely is going to be centered around uh, Robertson for sure. Yeah. So I will say, uh, and again, I, I'm talking about FanDuel because we find like different, more players, I guess, over on FanDuel. I did find Kirby Doc point at like plus money. It was like plus 110 uh, the other day. And, you know, he scored a goal. So that obviously hit, but he's they centering. It's true. He's he's centering Kanan to bring it and he's on the top power play of Kanan to bring it like he should not be plus money, um, even if he was a plug and he's not a plug. He's a third overall pick with a ton of pedigree, a ton of talent and a two way player to boot. So he's not going to be pulled off the ice and, you know, like late game situations. Um, so I I really like Herbie Doc here. Like, I think he's sort of the guy. Um, that I want the most exposure to. And it does make sense in DFS, you know, especially, you know, you can't play them with Edmonton, but Kane to Brinkett are mega upside guys themselves. And you get a cheap guy like Doc, you even get their power play mate, Adam Oakfist, which, you know, hasn't hit yet, but it will, I promise. And when it does, uh, you know, you'll ride a 3% owned defenseman to the moon for, uh, you know, GPPs and all that. So like, that's, I think, my primary interest, but I do like Jason Robertson too. You know, all the reasons you said he's been uber consistent, uh, getting all the minutes. Like, I, he's a real nice player. So, um, yeah, that's sort of my thoughts on this. I will focus more on the player side versus like 
betting on one of these two teams because frankly, I don't know. Um, last game of the night though, I will be doing the, the live game, uh, trigger finger. If this game is anywhere near overtime, I will be betting on a Chicago live because you know, Dallas in overtime, not great. 10 OT losses on the year. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And it is the last game of the night at 8 PM. So if you're, you know, sweating the masters after one day and then you're, you can get to bed early. <laughs> yeah. You can get tired from a long day. Yeah. Um, definitely. So with all of that being said, let's get to a couple of our favorite bets of the night. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of, I, I think really good lines. I think my favorite though is the Winnipeg side. Um, that's like that. going to be the one that I, I think that it, it's not obviously perfect. Montreal is a good team and they've been really good, but um, injuries have started to, to plug them a bit. And I, I like the the idea of Winnipeg here. Well, those have injuries in their own right, but I think they're goaltending solid and they'll get the job done in Montreal. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, I love that. I think that might actually be my favorite overall bet. Um, but, you know, to be different, I will go with the New Jersey Buffalo over. Um, I, it, that is the one I feel most confident in. I just, I think both of those teams defensively lack so much and the Sabres showing signs of life on offense is you know, a great sign for that over. So, um, I could totally see another five to three type game in the cards. So, um, one thing I, I might even do, uh, the alternate goal total and just get, you know, better odds to say over six, over six and a half, like. I don't think that's a great approach most of the time. Like I do think there is a bit more juice in, you know, altering the the line. Um, but shop around, you know, see what you like, see what fits and what makes sense in your, you know, either cards or your parlays or whatever. Because I do think there are more ways to go than just saying, oh, the line's five and a half. That's the number I have to bet. Yeah, definitely. Um, last one, I'm going to do the over. So this is going to be a 50-50. It's either over on the head been shot, which I think is going to be good no matter what. Um, but if Stamkos is with point, uh, I, I like his over again. He did hit um, on Tuesday. And, you know, if he's with Braden Point, one of the best kind of setup men in the league, potentially, who, who can shoot the puck in his own right. But I think he's kind of been definitely focusing there more as of late. I really like that um, shot prop. I think they'll give them a ton of run together. I, I like that too. Um, for my second, I will go with this of the team side. Um, I like Washington at home, minus 118. You might even get no McAvoy yet again. Um, I just, I really think that Washington's a top-down solid team. And Boston has shown plenty signs of weakness lately. Like they're, like, yeah, Bergeron had that great game. Um, But that was, you know, it's not been a team effort from them. It's been sort of individual efforts, you know, getting them dubs. um, Because their expected goals numbers aren't the best (laughs) as of late. And Washington is putting up, you know, reasonably solid numbers and they're just scoring a ton like we would expect with a team with their talent. So um, I like Washington there at home at basically a pick on minus 118. So um, any any DFS thoughts? I mean, I know we talked about McDavid and Dreisaitl. Um, If you want to hear us talk a lot more about DFS, check out the Morning Skate podcast. Um, we obviously went in depth on this slate and talked about even more, you know, value type plays um, that you could find. But, you know, what are you thinking? Like, maybe let's do something where, where's one way you're looking to leverage off of uh, Edmonton? Yes. And then one way you sort of want to play a cheap, you know, a cheap stack with them. Okay. So I, I brought this out, showed that before, but I have the, the scarf from the global series. And it's Tampa and Buffalo. Um, they both fit together really nicely. So I kind of built a lineup and I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to use this or not. So, you know, don't, you don't have to definitely don't copy this or whatever, but Reinhardt, Olofsson, Darlene, Point, Palat, Stamkos with McDavid and Camper and Hellebuck fits. So you still get a piece of McDavid in that um, scenario, or you could play dry cycle and upgrade Camper to someone else if you like. So it, it, that fits. Yeah, I mean that's that I, I that's a good stack if Drysdale gets hit by a bus on the way to the on the way to the game. I well, you could just play Drysdale instead. You could just say, okay, I'm going to play. Um, well then, the Kings of Leon Drysdale, and then you have seven hundred dollars. And well, left. then that would be a great stack if Connor McDavid gets struck by lightning on the way to the game. Okay, you could play neither of them as well. There we go, now, bingo. This, you solved it. And you play <laughs> Robertson and you have 6,200. You either play that sweet Miro and upgrade goalie or 
just enough for Klingberg. Yeah, we have 400 left. Yeah, you well, can do whatever you want. My, uh, you know, my last bet, I'm sure, goes with my leverage point, uh, Ovechkin. Duh. Like, you know, you want to talk about a guy who can get a hat trick on eight shots on goal, like Leon did on Wednesday? Uh, come on down, Mr. Ovechkin. Like, here you go. Um, you know, I don't think that'll be my primary approach. Like I definitely do think I will be trying to jam in Edmonton because I do think there are, you know, some cheaper stacks that I really like. Um, but if you want leverage, I do think Ovechkin, um, Kuznetsov is cheap enough to where it's actually reasonable. And then, you know, John Carlson or TJ Oshi, like both, you know, those guys I think are also very reasonably priced as well. Um, and with, you know, decent upside. And I think they will be much lower owned. Um, so we talk about leverage. I like Washington, but uh, I, I love the scarf idea. You know, if, if that, if that scarf wins us a GPP tomorrow, um, you might, you might have to buy you a hat. Yeah, I I'm doing it. I mean, I, I am going to make the lineup. I, I think I might just put it in now after, after all this talk. I mean, I don't know how I want to put it together yet with the other two, but like for the time being, I'm just going to put it in with Robertson and Heiskanen and I might not end up playing Darlene or something. I might make a change. Because the Sabres, you really could go two ways about them. Um, but I just think that the Reinhardt Olofsson line didn't get it done last time out, but definitely could in this matchup. Like there's nothing against it. So, okay. Yep. I should have a Klingberg in for now. He's good too. They're both good. All okay. right. Um, anything else before we get on here? No, uh, just, you know, make sure you're you're checking out all the other stuff on the Mayo Media Network uh, between baseball, obviously no more masters. But actually, Pat's doing uh, – uh, cut sweat live or something like that on a Friday. So be sure to check that out. That should be a lot of fun. Um, you know, hopefully watching, yeah, hopefully watching all of our lineups at six of six and, you know, partying all weekend. Um, but yeah, no, should, should be a fun NHL slate out there. Should be a fun weekend with golf and baseball and you know everything else going on. Um, so yeah, be sure to check us out on Twitter. I am at fake moods. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94 and the Mayo Media Net uh, at, you know, leave us any comments you want there. Lastly, head on over to Prize Picks, sign on up using promo code MMN, and best of luck with your entries. So from DJ and from myself, thank you for listening, and we are out. Mm-hmm.